Hearing the six words, your daughter has a brain tumor, is not anything anybody wants to hear. But at the end of the day, we want to do what we can to make people's experience in their medical treatment as streamlined as possible. As lawmakers, while we're not healthcare providers, we want to make sure that the law provides the best opportunities for people to get the best treatment possible for their situation. Every year in Pennsylvania, around 100 new bills are signed into law. While they are not flashy, controversial, or divisive, these laws provide practical solutions for the Commonwealth. I'm your host, State Representative Tornegger. So hey, by the way, did you know? Welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? And today I have a really special guest, uh, the Majority Leader of the House, Carrie Benninghoff. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. So we're going to talk today's bill is about a topic that Unfortunately, we don't like to have a conversation about, but it's something that a lot of has affected really all of our families. And this particular law deals with the Fair Access to Cancer Treatment Act, or law for that matter. So Leader Benninghoff here has uh, has been working on this bill for some time, got it signed into law last year, and we're here to talk about that and how it's impacted uh, families. So uh, Leader Benninghoff, tell us a little bit about this law. Well, as you know, every day goes by, we have new research and different technological advances in treating cancer. Some forms of cancer are a long-term issue for people and they sustain life for 10, 12, 15 years. Uh, the goal in this particular bill was more about end-of-life care or more life-threatening care, and that's known as stage four cancer. Uh, a diagnosis that generally you're not going to have a full recovery from, but you could be treated for quite some time. Specifically, it was really about allowing patients who suffer from stage four cancer to not have to go through a menu of treatments in order to get to a drug that a physician may specifically think is better for your particular cancer. So is this sort of like, we've, we've talked about the right to try out there, those kinds of things. Is this similar to that? Or is this, it allows people to do really try medicines or some type of medical procedure that will... It, it's it more is, of a trial? Or? It is similar to that, but what it does allow is there are certain people and at certain stages of their progression of disease that may respond to a type of chemo or whatever type of treatment. Unfortunately, from insurance coverage perspectives, you had to fail. We'll use lettering, for example. If we're talking about drug D, the previous law required that you'd had to flunk at drug A, drug B, drug C before you could ever get to drug D. There are times where the progression of the disease warrants going right to D. And we feel that it's almost ridiculous to require patients who oftentimes are battling nausea, battling fatigue, battling loss of appetite, especially for some of the treatments, to have to go through senseless ones if they don't think the effects are going to be positive and let them go right to drug D. So, Mr. Leader, explain to me why this is such an important law for you now. Well, in your earlier comments, you talked about the disease cancer affecting a lot of lives and people's uh, in our country, in our state, and you're correct. As we live longer, obviously the probabilities of that happening increase. But in my particular situation, you know, I had a four-year-old daughter who was diagnosed with a brain tumor, which eventually become cancerous. Not something the average parent expects. So it obviously heightened my awareness. Ironically, at the time that that occurred, there was three of us in the house chamber of 203 members who had our children who were battling cancer. Two of them were pediatric one was an, an adult but nonetheless it's still your son or your daughter so this had heightened the awareness to our members uh, it was probably one of the more positive things that came out of that time period that 
when we're making decisions or we're passing legislation that allocate money for treatment or research, this is about real people's lives. Uh, this particular thing, as you may know, I used to work in a hospital, so I have a little bit more acute interest in healthcare. I'm interested in disease management. And I'm also very um, aware and probably more aware than some because the fact that we had gone through multiple chemos for several years, that there's a progression in how we do this. And unfortunately, drug uh, formularies through insurance companies, unfortunately, sometimes dictate that. Uh, we want physicians making decisions that are best for patients. So this is a pretty important issue and, and something that I think folks would generally be supportive of in the general public, or most of my constituents have been touched by cancer. and support something like this why 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 is it taking so long to to get this accomplished well as you know in every two-year legislative session oftentimes we get about four thousand bills introduced and everyone that introduces a bill thinks theirs is number one and most important one to get done the other part is there is an economic reality to these things uh, you're asking insurers that you and i pay to have insurance for coverage in case or something catastrophic happens which we all pray doesn't happen whether it's our car insurance homeowners insurance or health care there's a cost factor to that. And so we had to have multiple discussions with the industry. Uh, I do give a shout out, and I think from a process perspective, it's important that we have those dialogues. We don't always agree, and some of the different large insurers that we met with on the acute level were not necessarily excited about the proposal. But we met probably five or six different times, worked out some of the differences, and that's what the legislative process is about. Your bill drafted doesn't necessarily always end exactly how it started, but at the end of the day, the focus, whether you're insurer, healthcare provider, patient, or legislator, is to pass legislation that improves the quality of someone's life, and that's ultimately where we landed with this bill. Well, Leader Banghall, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for your work on this and your leadership on this, as as on many other issues out there. But I know this issue is personal to you and. Look, this is why we do this podcast, is to highlight bills that you might not have otherwise known about that become law and affect your daily life. And that's what this, this bill certainly, which is now a law, has, has helped lots of individuals or will help a lot of individuals out there. And uh, we just appreciate taking the time, Leader Benning, off and being here. I think it's great that you keep your constituents educated about this. You're right. We have a lot of things going on a day-to-day basis. The average person's not paying attention to. We talk a lot about our budget because that's something we got to do every year. But this is about real people, real lives in some serious situations. So we appreciate your interest. 